0: Hi, this is Dr. Neil Shaw, and this is our current episode of Masters of Beauty. On this podcast, I discuss how to dress your best with renowned world fashionista Eric Himmel, who's a stylist for the stars and has been featured in such magazines as Us Weekly, Vogue, Glamour, and all over the planet. The reason we're kind of talking with the stylist is that oftentimes patients who want to look their best will do so, either in the medium of clothes or, in my case, through the medium of aesthetic surgery. It's really important how clothes and hair can make a big difference in our visual appearance. In this podcast, there are some technical terms I'd like to explain before we kind of dive into that. We do talk about recessed chins and the nose, and one of the factors we'll look at that is that that line or angle. There's two different ways of looking at this assessment. One is called the E-plane. Now, this was a very popular term. It's also known as the aesthetic plane, where you would see people on blogs and podcasts talking about this beauty line. The way you create this beauty line is to actually take your index finger, connect your nose to your chin, and if your lips meet this line, it said that you meet, quote unquote, their beauty scale. And if it's behind the line, you didn't meet the beauty line. Now, obviously, this is a rough assessment of beauty, and lots of beautiful faces won't fall in this category. I think a better way of analyzing the chin is to drop a perpendicular line from the lip down to the chin. In a male, an ideal chin should actually meet this line or go slightly in front of it. In a female face, it should be a one to two millimeters behind it. There's lots of beautiful and attractive faces that don't follow these ideals. And it's for many of us. It's just sort of understanding that this is just sort of a basic construct to understand beauty. The product that we're talking about today is Retinol Forza, Lieve, and Meso. These different products are three different strengths of retinol. These are time released retinols that can be as strong as 1.5%. With time released retinol, patients can experience the benefit of retinol not just at night, but throughout the entire day. I personally use Retinol Forza twice a day to maximize the benefit of retinol, and it is in a fantastic way of evidence-based way of treating aging, fine lines, and actually reducing your oil. I'm really happy to be joined by uh, Eric Himmel. Um, Eric Himmel, if you don't know, is a celebrity stylist. He's based out of LA, New York, and Chicago. And he's been featured all over the place. Uh, He's been featured on E!, ABC, Lifetime. And uh, he styled clients from all over that are uh, who's who, including Ali Larder, uh, Juliana Rancic, Kristen Cavallari. And uh, the reason I have a stylist on here is because I think that it's the same ecosystem that we're talking about. It's all of us wanting to look and feel our best. And for some of us, that means we do something um, in the surgical realm. For some of us, we do something in the fashion realm. And a lot of times, it's it's both. I mean, you're doing things to look and feel your best. So we're going to talk about some common issues that plague both men and women. And then what is a celebrity stylist's perspective on this? Um, and then we're also going to touch on why you need a stylist for you to make your life better and to look your best. Because it's not just... Saying, "Wow, I have a six-pack now," or "Now I'm, I've lost this weight," you want to show it off and you want to look your best so that other people can really catch that uh, that updraft, that everything's looking your best. So, uh, Eric, uh, welcome aboard. Thank you for having me, Doctor Shah. Yeah, great to have you. And um, you're always kind of moving and shaking. You're in um, LA, and now we're here in Chicago and uh, New York. And how's that?
1: I'm all over. I have clients literally all over the country because. Um, bad taste doesn't sleep so and I'm in need everywhere
0: absolutely and and you've saved me for many uh, fashion emergencies and uh, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get your expertise on a couple of different uh, uh, issues so uh, the first thing we're gonna talk about is men okay Um, so a common issue that comes with some men is they come in and they have maybe a more prominent nose a bump on their nose they come to you what are you gonna do with uh, with that issue
1: Someone like a bump on their nose who maybe isn't ready to commit to doing something more permanent that you would take care of, um, I would say glasses are a really great way to break up that bump or hide it a little bit. Um, And I very often help people pick out um, glasses to fit their face and also to hide imperfections like that.
0: Uh, Another common issue that comes up with men um, is a, a weaker chin. Uh, they'll notice in the in the mirror that they don't feel like they have as much strength. Uh, what are you doing for them as far as that goes?
1: Well, beards are really popular right now, and it's a really great way to define your jaw more. Um, and I advise them how to, you know, how long to grow the beard, kind of how to shape it, and things like that. But that's a really that's a really great way and very easy way to to give a stronger, more masculine look.
0: Um, another issue that's happening uh, with a lot of men um, is uh, losing hair. And as we lose hair, some of us like to kind of keep growing our hair a lot and kind of tossing it over and turning. Um, You know, what's what's the kind of the answer for us? Well, I mean, it's just I always think it's obvious it's you, you cut your hair
1: shorter. And a lot of men think that does the opposite. You cut your hair shorter, you see a higher hairline, and that's going to look worse. But it really does the opposite. It makes you look more youthful. And actually, um, there's been a study, women actually like men who are even have shaved heads, they find it very attractive and masculine. So it's definitely going in the right direction. The other way, it just looks like you're trying to hide something.
0: And you see that with like fashion icons like uh, Tom Ford and and other celebrities, uh, who have that, uh, shorter. Oh,
1: yeah. Tom Ford's a, he's just a, a great example of that he had thinning hair, you know, earlier on and he really committed to a very, uh, short, uh, cropped hair hairstyle. And he has tremendous style.
0: Okay. An issue that happens to uh, a lot of men have is, um, they'll have that little pooch, that little extra weight they carry in their stomach. Um, Fashion wise, how do, how do we conceal that? I, I don't know. Women can do Spanks. What can men do? And what can
1: well, there are manks, with, if you uh-huh. want to go that route now, which it really is a thing. It's spanks for men. But if you don't want to wear something like that, it's actually really about tailoring. I always talk about tailoring for men and women. That's the number one thing that's the most important thing you can do. And so men, a lot of times, wear things that are vol- uh, too, have too much volume, and they think it's, it's covering it. But what it's really doing is making it look bigger. So it's just um, getting clothes that are not tight, but... Um, fit you really really properly
0: now does that mean something you bought off the rack we do often like kind of retro tailor those two or is it sort of kind of a mix
1: yeah i mean you know getting um, bespoke suits right now is a really big thing but you it's expensive you have to wait a long time and it's not necessarily uh, the route you have to take for that you can easily get something off the rack and take it to a tailor and just do a little nip and tuck and it can really make you look slimmer and taller
0: Um, So for men with uh, poochers in their stomach, is there a type of suit you recommend? Do they go double-breasted? Do they go three-piece? What's your thought here?
1: I would, yeah, avoid going double-breasted because if you think about what double-breasted does, it actually um, makes you look wider. So you want to avoid double-breasted. I would avoid a three-button suit, go for a one-button or a two-button suit, and also probably a single vent in the back as opposed to a double vent.
0: Um, any, uh, issues with patterns for, for men who are again, trying to, uh, feel like they're a little bit more overweight, any patterns they should avoid? Um,
1: avoid patterns on places where you, um, are, are bigger or not, not as slim, avoid, avoid patterns. Solid colors are always going to uh, be better for you.
0: Okay. Um, and then, uh, I'm still kind of, uh, stuck on these men with the, the stomach is such a common issue. It is. Uh, so what about uh does necktie have any impact on this at all or not really
1: a necktie well it can pull focus from that area so that's when you can start playing with pattern you know there um i'll give you an example also where proportion is really important our president right now, Donald Trump, I think people really notice he wears his neckties very long for some reason. I think it's really important that they fall in the proper place, which is just r- literally right above uh, where your belt or waist will be.
0: Did you think that the long necktie kind of accentuates his uh, middle stomach? Definitely, because I think it draws
1: the eye down. Instead of drawing the eye up, you want to draw draw the eye up. You want to Uh, draw the eye up to your shoulders, make them look wider instead of drawing the eye
0: down to make your stomach look bigger. Interesting. Okay. So, and then for for men who want to look taller, um, what are some ways uh, that we we can accomplish that?
1: Again, it's a lot about um, uh, not as many patterns. Um, Monochromatic dressing is a really great way because it allows the eye to travel up and down in a streamlined way without breaking up your silhouette visually so you're going to appear taller again going back to the tailoring which i'm always going to mention if something is tailored properly you can get a suit that is inexpensive and spend money on it to get it tailored perfectly and it, you're going to look taller and slimmer
0: um do you think a lot of men are wearing their pants a little bit shorter now um will that make you look taller or shorter or what's your, what's your take on that
1: it really depends how tall you are. For somebody who is short, it can make you actually look shorter. Um, it's a trendier look, and I actually feel that the trend is kind of going away from that because it's been around for a while. But
0: yeah, I, yeah, anytime I catch on to a trend, usually it's, it's, it's far gone. <laughs> it's, at, it's at the end. So, yeah,
1: I think my suggestion is, you know, if you're unsure, avoid things that are too trendy. Classic is always better.
0: Okay. And then anything with a belt, uh, that's kind of a common thing where, again, m- either men with stomachs, men wanting to look taller, uh, are, are you pro-belt, anti-belt, or it's not really a factor in this?
1: It's a big factor. I think with some things you have to wear a belt because you it'll just look unfinished. But now the thicker the belt, it'll make the waistline look thinner. But conversely, if the belt is too thin and you're a bigger man, it could also make the the, belt, the waistline look bigger as well. So you want a belt that's the right proportion to the size waist and person you are. Also, where you wear your belt, if you have a stomach, men tend to wear it underneath, hmm. you know, the stomach cause it's more comfortable. But if you pull it up a little, it'll kind of conceal some of that stomach.
0: Um, now, I'm going to talk a little bit of some taboo topics over here. So we're going to talk below the belt here. Okay. So, you know, women talk about wonder bra. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for some men, especially wearing tighter pants, are there any sort of, I guess, a wonder bra alternative for men, be it for, uh, I guess, the front side or the back side of a man?
1: Well, there there are. There are actually – it's a huge business right now. There's underwear that is padded um, both in – both or either in the back and the front. Men are becoming aware of that. Um, Unless we talk about the the backside first, um, you know, sometimes men are just born with flatter um, behinds and they want uh, a nicer shape. They can work out a lot and they can get the muscles everywhere else, but they want to have that balance. And so they do have underwear that has this, the padding in it that makes it look very natural. As far as the front, again, it's a very kind of... um, uh, fine line. You don't want it to look, you know, uh, outrageous, but you want it. you want to feel masculine into something that's going to give you confidence. I'm always for that.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, I think men have, uh, women have really embraced this Wonderball. It really makes them feel, um, I guess, sexy and, um, and attractive. And I think for men, uh, sometimes having that same feeling um, hopefully with not too much false advertising exactly. <laughs> is, is helpful. <laughs> I think it's really
1: more for them because it, like I said, it gives you that confidence and then they present
0: themselves better. Excellent. Um, so, so for women, uh, coming in here, uh, so a common issue with many women is they wish that their breasts were bigger. Right. Um, and so, uh, what are some, you know, aside from the classic wonder bar, are there any sort of things out there that uh, sort of kind of pushing the limits on, on this?
1: well there's certain types of cuts for that are that are better for for women who want that look so you can obviously mention a wonder bra or just a more general term would be a push-up bra um a padded bra is going to give you a little bit more of something up there um and just certain cuts like a a v-neck will will be good because it'll show a little bit more skin as opposed to really covering everything up um then it looks, I think, a little flatter. there's a little too much
0: uh, area covered. That's almost counterintuitive, though, right? Because you almost think you'd want to kind of—you actually have to accentuate the area, is that right? Exactly, you need to accentuate it. Huh, interesting. And how about for women with the opposite problem—women with larger breasts—and they feel like it's just too heavy of a look?
1: Right. Well, you want to—you obviously want to do. Um, the opposite. So you want to cover it up, but you also don't want to cover up in a kind of Amish way. You know, you don't want to wear like a big muumu. You still want they still want to feel sexy and they want to feel feminine, but they don't necessarily want everybody's eyes always you know looking below their face. So it's a fine line between getting things that are, are tailored but covering up more.
0: Um, and kind of another common area that happens with a lot of women. Uh, men too, but women especially is uh, the neck seems to be such a common area where women will notice that they have either too much fullness in their neck, this turkey neck, this aging neck. Um, how do you style that?
1: Well, there a very simple um, solution to that would be uh, a scarf tied in a way that just looks attractive, and it's a nice um, it's a nice way to just make an outfit different. Um, Aside from that, I would avoid necklaces, because again, it's about drawing your eyes to different parts of your body. So instead of wearing a necklace, wear a statement earring, because then your eyes are going to stay above the neck and around the face area.
0: Interesting. Um, And then uh, what about women with another common area is these women sometimes will complain about having taller foreheads. Mm -hmm. We hear about it in men, but women don't talk about it as much. Any things they can do?
1: Well, a lot of that is it, it's the hairstyle. Um, hats are great for that because if they cut part of the forehead in half with a hat, that's going to eliminate that. Uh, but a lot of that is then becomes your hairstyle and really cutting that large area with some, maybe some long bangs or some layers.
0: Um, the, the challenge I think with women, again, I, I don't, um, uh, again, not my area of expertise, but a lot of times women have this fullness in their stomach and it seems like dresses seem to kind of accentuate that what can some dresses do at least what can women do to kind of hide that extra fullness around the stomach area
1: yeah i mean there's a lot of different things they can do depending on how tall they are and the rest of their body um, they can do more of a um, what they call an empire waist which is a higher waist which is kind of right below the breasts and then it just kind of drapes from that area in front of the stomach and so it's a nice balance where it's covering it But it's not doing it in a way where you're not covering the rest of your body. So you can enhance your breasts with that kind of look, but cover your stomach and still
0: feel sexy. And um, what about women who have um, so so with that area? So we're talking about the empire waist. Um, What about with pants? Should women wear their pants? Is it similar to what men would do at the appropriate level for the waist? Should they go lower, below the stomach?
1: It's actually different because women are really built differently. And what you want to do is you want to um, highlight a waist. You want to try to find a semblance of a waist on your body when you're a woman. So sometimes uh, if you have a short torso, you don't want your pants too high with that, because it'll cut your torso off. Um, you want to really find the most narrow part of your waist. And women don't realize for your waist, your natural waist is a lot higher. It's really where the smallest area is on your body. It's not like where you would wear jeans. It's it's higher where your natural waist is. So you want to focus on keeping that area as slim
0: as you can. And um, uh, what about women with belts? Any uh, differences between belts with women belts with men yeah i mean the thing about
1: belts with women versus men is that i think uh, men are expected to wear belts more i think it looks completes the outfit more i remember my my mother used to always say don't leave home without putting on your belt you don't look dressed but with women it's more really of a fashion accessory and going back to the natural waist that smallest area a belt can be a really useful thing so if you highlight that area with a tighter belt and think about not on the um, hips, but on the waist, really a lot higher. You can bring a, a dress in, a shirt in, and just highlighting the smallest part of the area will just make your whole silhouette look thinner and really, really uh, feminine.
0: Now, now butts are really in, um, you know, for, for women, uh, and women are seeking bigger and bigger butts and that look. Now, if you're not, uh, I guess, endowed with a great butt, um, what are some things you can do uh, fashion-wise to kind of really accentuate it?
1: Well, going back to the um, the waist and where that should hit. If you don't, if you have a, for instance, a flat button, you're a woman. You should wear a low-rise jean. Otherwise, if you think about it, uh, you wear a higher-rise jean. It's going to create a a, a really flat, long, uh, wider, and taller plane area. So that should be lower. Um, Any. Anything you have, if you have a, if you have a, a butt that's not as big, um, anything that will make you look just curvier. So uh, a pant with stretch in it is always advantageous for adding more curves to that area.
0: It's actually kind of counterintuitive, right? Again, it's all counterintuitive, <laughs> <laughs> but they're little tricks. Do most people do the opposite? Of- yes,
1: they always seem to do the opposite. They feel like. Um, I think their first reaction is, I don't like something, I want to hide it. But sometimes that's the worst thing you can do.
0: And then how about uh, for women who have a larger butt and they want to de-accentuate it? So I guess um, we would do the opposite of what we think here, right?
1: Yeah, and I get this a lot. And it's funny because I think women don't understand how much men just really like women's butts. And they like them in all shapes and sizes. But women seem to think that a butt that's too big sometimes... I know you said it's popular, but some women also don't like that big butt. So they they feel like, I just want to cover it. And again, going back to that kind of moo-moo look, they, they think, I'll throw that on and cover it. When really it can make them just look larger. So I say, you know, enhance, enhance that and own it and feel more confident. You know, wear a waistline that's higher. Because again, wearing a waistline like a jean, a low-rise jean, is going to make it look bigger so wear a high-waisted jean uh
0: another issue with women is going to be um we call them bat arms the arms that get sort of larger as we get older to see that sagging especially on the lower part near the tricep um any styling tips for women with this issue
1: yeah i mean there's so many different types of arm sleeve lengths there's sleeveless obviously um there is uh a cap sleeve, which is a little a little longer, um, and then there's kind of a longer a longer sleeve that goes above the elbow, which could be either fitted or not fitted. That's the one that I think is really the best of, uh if you are sensitive about that area, because if you wear a cap sleeve, it's going to cut you probably in the worst area and get to emphasize that area, and obviously sleeveless will as well. So something that is right above the elbow and fitted is great. Otherwise, you can go three quarter length sleeve, and not only will it cover your arms that you don't like, it'll elongate them too.
0: Okay, and for women who are looking, who want to look taller, aside from putting on uh, heels, um, anything else they can do to sort of accentuate that look? Yes, going back to what you said about that pant uh, trend for men
1: the it's the opposite for women because think about again you always have to think about where the narrowest parts of your body are you want to highlight them and typically it's around the ankle area for women because it's bone right there it's not really fatty and so a cropped pant that is narrow that kind of ends right above the ankle will elongate the leg because you're exposing that very
0: um, pretty slim area around the ankle so people who want to look younger, so people who come in and they're in their 50s and they kind of just want to look younger, what age should they be trying to dress? I mean, do you find people who are wearing like things from Forever 21, for example, do you sort of cringe and say this is this is not age appropriate or is it a mix and match? Or I find the-
1: that it's um, geographical. You know, when I'm in when I'm in L.A., I have to pull women back because they really want to dress inappropriately young like their daughter. When I'm in places that are maybe known for being a little bit more conservative, like a Chicago or some places on the East Coast, I have to encourage them to maybe, you know, bring a little bit more of their sexy out. So it depends where they are. But I say that, you know, you want to find that fine line between because don't think about your age. It's really just a number now, as you know, but something where you feel comfortable, but, you know, it doesn't feel too old and it doesn't feel like something you would see on a high school girl and just try to find your own style. But the, you know, the bottom line really is to be confident and not try to emulate things that you're not comfortable in.
0: Um, I think the interesting thing too, with, uh, with stylists, not kind of go to a kind of a personal side here too, is I I think when you're talking about almost everything is counterintuitive, um, you know, with styling and uh, you know, myself as an example, um, you know, I, um, uh, a client of yours and I, and, for me, I actually thought I was a decent dresser, and i yeah, that's your own stuff. I think most people kind of look at themselves in sort of this, this box or this vacuum, and they say, I think I look okay. Uh, but when you have that, and if you ask people around you, I don't know if they really care when they understand style as much. I think, oh, yeah, you look good. Your shirt's 10 times too big, and everything doesn't look quite right. <laughs> and so, so I think, you but you don't really realize that if you're looking at pictures, until you get style, this is, this is my take. Um um, you really don't know that maybe your clothes don't fit properly. You're wearing pants that are maybe a little bit too, maybe a little bit 80s-ish, um, and uh, that aspect. So um, I think that need for the stylist is is something that um, you need people in your life to help bring out the breast in you. And, um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's the worst thing possible is for someone to have something done maybe to their face, maybe to their body, um, and not look appropriately afterwards it would look ridiculous if someone was still a mess um, afterwards fashion-wise mm-hmm. a- any thoughts on that on on patient, on, on people stylists I mean um, what what is that transformation pre- when do people see that they the click when people say oh my god I need a stylist um, what session is it with you session one two three it's it's
1: definitely session one it happens really quickly uh-huh. and I find um, a, a delineation between men and women in this respect As far as men seem to have more of an ego, and I find that there's this um, process that you literally I see in front of me where they reject, they look in the mirror like a peacock, you know, they like it, and then they accept. Where women, I think, tend to come from a place of a little bit more insecurity. Where men come from a place of ego but i think ultimately you know because this is something i do just like you're very good at looking at a face or a body and intrinsically knowing what's off as far as the balance and everything i can look at somebody and know what's off the tailoring the sizing the color the fabrics whatever it is so it's sometimes it's a little tweak sometimes it's a big tweak but i always equate. You know, if people say no, oh, having a stylist that sounds like an indulgence for celebrities. I I equate it to having you know a personal trainer or something like that. That it's something that no, you're not going to uh, die without it, but it would really enhance your life in a lot of ways.
0: Um, yeah, I think it's, it's it's true. It's it's kind of intimidating. I think when you t- how people talk about having a stylist, it sounds like oh my god, I'm going to have you know a celebrity stylist come into my home. Actually, it's it's kind of funny. My daughter. Like, oh, my God, a celebrity stylist is coming into our <laughs> home. She got all dressed up, and she was wearing, like, her, her best clothes, and she was kind of, like, normally talkative and being quiet and waiting for you to comment. Um, but I think, actually, a lot of us, are. it's sort of intimidating to have a stylist come in because you're sort of saying, you know, evaluate me, look at me. And I think it's similar when you go to a plastic surgeon's office. How do you make that process less intimidating so people both understand they need it, but it's not so uh, – you feel so vulnerable? I mean,
1: I, I know it's very vulnerable things. I deal with people all the time. And I think I use a combination of um, reality and, and kind of humor to offset it because I don't want people, it's really, people are coming from a place of insecurities. Everything comes to the top when you think of a stylist and think of that process. And I want to really highlight the things that I think are positive, they're doing right and really tell them in a way that's not demeaning but maybe is holding them back because ultimately why I got into this is people do judge other people. It's a very natural thing to do, whether they vocalize it or not, they are judging them. So I got into this because I want people to look and feel their best. So I just try to communicate to to them in that. And as you know, I use kind of some sometimes funny analogies and it really <laughs> kind of, I think, hits the point home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, um, and I, I think that's important. Um, and, uh, you know, having a stylist, you can trust too. I mean, I, th- I think you just couldn't, I mean, I can dress myself, but can I dress myself well and look so put together? And if I'm looking to put, be put together, I cannot do that, you know, the way that you can do that. And I think people don't realize, well, how can you not match? It's not about matching a pattern. It's just like, you don't see yourself. Unless someone else sees you on the outside and sees, okay, this doesn't fit, this proportion wrong. You need to have that person kind of putting things together. Um, and this is me. I'm an aesthetic person. I look at faces all day. I look at bodies all day. Um, I look at things I like, but when I put it together for myself, it's actually kind of hard to do, which I don't think people realize that.
1: Well, the one thing I tell people is they shouldn't be so hard on themselves because, you know, The thing about dressing is that we unfortunately or fortunately, we have to dress ourselves. We can't walk around naked. But nobody ever, we didn't learn in school how to dress ourselves. Sometimes our parents don't know any better or our friends. So it's like the blindly and the blind. So it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to ask for help like you would for anything else. The only difference is we've dressed ourselves because we had to. But, you know, asking for help in that respect. With somebody who's objective like myself, just makes sense to me. So I don't think people should be afraid of it.
0: And, and so for uh, so for clients who want to get a hold of you, um, Eric, what's the best way they should get a hold of you?
1: Well, it's erichimmel.com E R I C H I M E L one M, or they can follow me on Instagram. There's a lot of a lot of good tips there um and you know i always i'm i'm in magazines i'm on tv i'm you know always doing things my favorite thing really is to style real people because that's where i get the most
0: satisfaction from absolutely and i think it's amazing uh for having uh, eric thank you so much for joining us here today thank you um and i think uh despite uh eric's uh accolades and being all over the place and s- s- styling celebrities from all over the world um i think his um that means he's got credentials and people trust him Uh, But the fact that he can make you feel like a celebrity and feel special and know that you're going to look your best. I think that's what um, uh, I think really has drawn me to Eric and his personal sense of style. And I think that it's really brought out the best, I think, in me when I'm wearing uh, things that have been picked out by Eric. You can always tell if I'm wearing an Eric Kimmel outfit versus an outfit I picked out my own. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we're all, again, we're all coming from in the beauty industry. We're all kind of sharing that same commonality is when you see someone come in. I love the before and afters. I'm not sure if you like these before and afters. Oh, they're my favorite. They're absolutely my absolute favorite things. Um, I will be sure to post a before and after on Instagram. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, But I, I think that that before and after, seeing people change, seeing the way they look and how they interact with others, and making people look their best. That's why uh, I'm here. It sounds like that's why uh, Eric's here. And Definitely. we're all in it to make you look your best and feel your best.